Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Dylan Larkin reaches a point per game as Detroit somehow manages to extend their win streak to four games. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty is a freelance journalist for the Detroit News, as well as the host over at Locked On Tigers. And I don't even know where to begin with this one, Scotty. It is 1240 <laughs> in the morning. We just finished watching the Red Wings beat the Edmonton Oilers 5-4 to four in a shootout to extend their win streak to four games. But this has got to be, I guess this is where we'll start. And I don't I don't want to start with a negative, but this has to be one of the most undeserved two points this team has ever gotten. I'll, I'll say I'll say this. I, I don't I don't know if undeserved is like a, a, a phrase, but that we should be using in a win just because like wins are very difficult yes. in, in the National Hockey League. And like they're all deserved, but I I yeah, one of the most. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, I'm out, laughing. Outplayed, <laughs> like one of the most you got outplayed and still got a victory games we've had all year. And look, I'm amped. Let's roll, dude. It's almost one in the morning. I'm tired as heck. That's a dub. We'll take it. What is that? Four straight. I, I, I don't even care. We'll take it, baby. We'll take it. You didn't just get outplayed. You got outright dominated in this yeah, game. Yeah, no, in every match. Like at one point, I think it when it was was it three to one at one point, and they had we had like eleven shots <laughs> or something. Had, and they I, had they had like 26, 25. I think it was like four shots in the third period. It's just, I mean, let's just get the this out of the way first because hey, it's hey, hilarious how what? that's a dub, baby. That's a dub. That's a dub. Listen, the Oilers outshot you 45 to 23. Uh, they won the face-off battle. And then when you look at the fucking when you look at the Corsi four percentage, man, <laughs> Scotty, it was a total of 72.63% in favor of the Oilers throughout the game. 74%, 72%, 70% through the first three periods, not including overtime. And then the expected goals four was even worse, a 76.8% across the entire game, 74, 86, 66. The Oilers caved you in on shots and quality shots the entire game. But God bless Jack Campbell and the poor goaltending that the Red Wings have been facing these last three games. That you put four goals behind Jack Campbell on what, 14 shots in the first two periods? Yeah. I mean, Holy mackerel. The only goal in which I can be like, yeah, Jack Campbell got beat clean on was Ole Mata's goal because Dylan Larkin's from the side of the net went off the inside of the pad, which we'll talk about Larkin. He just threw it near the net. Campbell was caught cheating off the post and the, the went off his defenseman and then Fabry's goal went off a stick into the net. I mean, like good puck luck and bad goaltending. And that's why I, you I get just, pucks deep and you get pucks on that, baby. Right hell there. yeah, bro. That's all right. I, I just <laughs> hey man, like we're having a great time. That's a dub, <laughs> you know. That's a dub. But it, it, we would not be doing our jobs if we did not relay the fact that um, 
the, the, the wings got heavily outplayed. And if you watch the game, that, that was not a secret. No, like, absolutely that was, that was not. Pretty blatant. It was pretty blatant for, for a majority of the game. I, I don't know if it was a 60 minute long, you know, domination, but it was certainly close. There it was, it was pretty heavily outplayed you for a majority of that game. I, I mean, let's just keep this ball rolling. And there are positives I want to get to with this game. Uh, reg- but like first, I mean, this is just hilarious. It's just out downright hilarious. Look at this Corsi four heat map essentially is what this is where it just shows you the overall Corsi 4 percentage, which way it leaned throughout the game. (laughs) And you can see how there was pretty much never a bump in the Red Wings direction. It was even through the first five minutes, and then it just went straight linear line towards (laughs) towards, uh, the Oilers for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many... (laughs) visual cues we can use to emphasize how <laughs> this, is, this mean, is one dude. of our favorites obviously so this hold on this, oh, you took it away no 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 here you go here you go i keep going so keep the talking. thing with the heat map in this game is you, you the the shot attempt scale at the bottom is different for every game based on how many shot attempts there are right so this doesn't look well i mean it doesn't look good actually even no matter how <laughs> No matter what the scale is, but you also have to consider that that the dark red is five and a half almost shot attempts in the dark blue for the wing side. I don't know how you go 60 minutes on the offensive side for us without any shot attempts in that left like point. I don't yeah. know how or slot. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Like how yeah. do you <laughs> How do you do that? How do you not get a single shot off on the left side in front of the net? Like, I don't know how that's even possible for a team to do, especially in a victory. And then on the other side, the, the, I mean, the entire from the faceoff circle in from like every area of the ice is, is multiple attempts. And then it, it, it even goes back well further. It's pretty much the faceoff circle as a whole in like the top of the face-off yeah. circle in uh, t- t- pretty much to the boards on both sides. is just, it's just a, a peppering of shots. It was not a great defensive game. That's for sure. Uh, but you know, I don't know if you want to tra- transition to this already, but go for it <laughs> to our credit. Dare I say, we said in our preview yesterday, the only way that you were going to win this hockey game is, if Billy Huso stood on his head and put together an incredible performance because the defense wasn't going to be able to stop Edmonton and they didn't. And the offense had been pretty solid lately and probably was going to be able to, to, to put up some goals against Edmonton. And they did. So the, the biggest X factor that we had yesterday, the only way that we said that this was going to go in the wings favor is if Huso stood on his head and he had what a forty-one save night or something ridiculous like that? Yeah, forty-one save night, save percentage of nine eleven, um, goal saved above expected of one point one three. Just for the record, Jack Campbell's goal saved above expected was negative two point two seven. Right. Uh, so that's three straight games where the Red Wings have played goaltenders who have had just horrid <laughs> goal saved above expected, which is really funny because heading into the game, they talked about Scotty how he had had a rough season, but in like the last five games had been really rock solid. And I was like, yeah. Oh man, we're catching a goalie as he's getting hot. And then he just crumbled 
uh, in this game. But he yeah, dude. In the, in the third, I thought he had a couple. He had that oh, one dude, yeah, huge yeah. save against Bertuzzi. On Absolutely. The, the two on one. He had a huge, huge save on Bert. Uh, he he was pretty solid in the third, but yeah, really brutal first two periods for for uh, for Campbell there and that and yeah, it was enough for the the Wings to get out to an early lead, a big lead, and then hold on. Yeah, I mean that was I mean, Huso all day that he just deserves yeah, all the credit. That was definitely the biggest story of the night. Here's a here's a statistic for you. Obviously, Connor McDavid, you get 99 points in this. Not in this game, but in on the season, he came in with ninety seven. We were all like, "Let's hold him against, uh, hold him from one hundred. We don't want him to get hundred points. Get to assists to get to ninety nine. He had eight shots in this game. He took eight shots and had an individual expected goals of point seven three, which, for the record, is very very high. Uh, led the team in that category without a goal. Actually, Zach Hyman had an individual expected goal of one point one eight, which is was the best, but he only had two individual shots for. So. Connor McDavid had a hell of a game and you were able to prevent. And we talk a lot about how the Red Wings schematic this season and, you know, for the, for what it's worth, hasn't been great at times. Most of the time is contain, 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 contain. And they contained McDavid and Dreisaitl fairly well, which is crazy yeah. to think because they still had three combined points in this game. But these are guys who Dreisaitl's at 80 points on the season. Now McDavid's one away from 100. Three points combined for between those two guys is... We're not going to run our victory lap around about it, but it could have been way worse. Right. The uh, the old adage is you, you you can't stop. You can only hope to contain. And I think I think the wings contained about as best as they could. Absolutely. Um, and you were heavy dogs coming into this game too. So if you bet yeah. Red Wings money line, you're coming out like I think they were like plus two fifty odds, which yeah. is huge underdogs in a hockey game. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And we're going to talk about Dylan Larkin. We've been kind of like joking. Like we've been, su- we're super happy about the fact that the Red Wings won, but also like ragging on the Red Wings with how just they were dominated all game. Like it's whole, almost hilarious how they won this game and that they won this game. But when we come back, we will talk about Dylan Larkin. Uh, Robbie Fabry got on the board as well. Most Sider continues uh, 17 points in 16 games. So individual performances continue to build in the right direction. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the don't miss this chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown. That's FanDuel.com slash lockdown to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Locked on Red Wings podcast segment two. Scotty, we're talking about this win over the Edmonton Oilers shootout win and uh, four game win streak. And we talked about Huso in the first segment. Biggest reason why the Red Wings won this hockey game. But Dylan Larkin came out and again scored the opening goal in this hockey game. Something that he has made a career doing. He leads the league this season in opening goals. The uh, opening goals of the game. What's the right way to say this? Yeah, first goal of the game. First goal of the game. And then he did that again last year for a large part of the season before he got injured and had to, you know, sit out the rest of the year. 
So this is something he comes out of the gate flying just pretty much in every single game. He had a goal and then he had an assist on Ole Matas. So now he is at a point per game pace. He's at 52 points in 52 games 52, after having 52, baby. nine points in the last five games since returning from the all-star break. I think my man wants to get paid. That's the dog, man. That's, that's, the dog. <laughs> that, that, that's cap. You know, that's the captain. Um, yeah, look, he just – he looks like a, a man on a mission. And like I said yesterday, I I don't like saying that that professional athletes try any more or less given certain situations because I think they 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 kind of go all out every night. But it, it is certainly impeccable timing for him to be going on this heater. And he is fun to watch right now. And, and he does look like he's skating a little bit faster maybe. So, um yeah, very, very enjoyable to watch. Another fantastic game. And uh, keep the ball rolling, baby. Keep the ball rolling. I mean, he's force, been flying. Force the wings to give you the money you want. Force Absolutely. them. Make, give them no choice. Yeah, and then, so, speaking of point-per-game players, Moritz Sider has 17 points in his last 16 games played. He now has 30 points in 53 games. He's still behind his point, his Average is still behind his point pace from last season, but just barely like he's catching up to that as he has an explosive second half of the season. We talked about it, I think yesterday or the day before that um, since the new year began, he's behind just Eric Carlson in total number of assists. Obviously he scored a goal in this one. So he has also played incredibly well. And I mean, Scotty, I don't think there's much more you can ask out of Moritz Sider. You know, I, uh, the big thing I want to highlight is, yes, this was a great game for him. Obviously, the goal was kind of just uh, get, get a puck on net and see what happens goal. But um, I, I think the highlight of the game for him, he put some clamps on the best player in hockey in overtime. It, man. It, and dude, that play with like 10 seconds left in OT. Unbelievable. And he did it. He did it twice in the overtime period. And the big one was obviously the second one. Um he, he looked phenomenal. He, and yeah, he was a disruptor. He did not bite on anything on that last play. Like really just stayed home, stayed true to, you know, pretty much man to man defense there, just straight up with Connor and, and man, he came out as the winner. And and thankfully the team was able to, to, to pick him up in the shootout and give him the win. And we'll give everybody the win, obviously, but um, to, to add to that as well, I just I, I really wanted to hone in on that moment in particular because all of OT, he you know, Cider looked really, really good. And then there was a couple plays specifically where McDavid had a beat and, and was trying to get a, a puck on net. And Mo just like won the battle, like straight up just won a one on one battle against against Connor. And that was the all. best player in the world. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Cider looked really good in this game. And for what it's worth, Ronick made a really big defensive play in overtime, and so did Rasmussen. Rasmussen, who got stonewalled on his power play, came all the way back down and made a huge stop right at the end. So some yeah. really good – that was probably one of the more entertaining overtimes that I've seen recently in that, like, teams were taking risks. Uh, they were risking losing possession to try and make things happen, and I was like, oh, my God. Possession is – like, the fact that – my barometer for an interesting overtime period is just possession changing. Right. Like, well, the the frustrating part was is like it, several of them were turnovers. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like 
wasn't like it was it was you know shots or actually there was what two icings in a three yeah. overtime speaking which of I've never seen before um it, it was a one of the weirdest and most unique overtime periods of the season because of the amount of turnovers and icings and whatnot so yeah it was weird for sure Speaking of icings, though, there were like, what, three controversial icings at the end of that game. Now, they didn't really show the replays. I know the one was like clearly not an icing, but the two following that, including the one that was in overtime, Malone yeah. was adamant was that it wasn't an icing. Needed. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to come out here and be like NHL's rigged bias alert. <laughs> you're not gonna come on to our show and say that the league is rigged i'm glad i'm happy about that definitely some uh questionable we won the game so yeah. i'm really well, glad you're not doing that today they won the game despite doing everything in their power to not win that hockey game thank you Billy huso and thank you jack campbell uh for right. your parts in this game uh more cider led the team with five shots as well i think that's where shot five shots blocked which i think is an important um yeah thing to bring up and then let's see who led the team in shots just curious oh there were four players that all had three shots in this game and that was Heronic Bertuzzi Larkin Rasmussen Larkin had to be up there yeah oh yeah That's Larkin they're all tied so um let's see power play they went two for two that was huge beautiful like we don't talk this power play has been converting a lot lately and I understand that Vancouver had the league's worst penalty kill so that goes a long way to helping <laughs> Um, but they scored one against Calgary as well. Larkin's goal in that game. And so the power play has been converting a lot more recently. And you only had two opportunities in this game and you converted on both of those. And obviously, as you guys can tell, that went a huge long way into winning this hockey game, as well as the penalty kill going two for three. I mean, I know that's like, oh boy, you went 66%. But two this for is three. It's funny because that's 33% for Edmonton, right? Which is they're what at, their like, power play is on the season. So in the last two times we've played them, we have kept their power play to season average and successful, but below season average still. Yeah. And we're like, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Which because we recognize this team's offensive potential and it could have been much worse. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, again, we talked about it on yesterday's show and we talked about it when we played them the first time. This defense, like, we always knew that this was going to be a problem, with that these two games were going to be a problem with the way that our defense has been playing all season. So we really needed Huso to step up. He did. And, uh, yeah, all the credit in the world to, to Billy tonight. I just want to bring this up because it fits my narrative. Uh, Philip Zina had the second best Corsi four percentage relative and wow. the third best expected goals four percentage relative. Now we're not going to look at the overall numbers. So yeah, so our... relative. No, no, to we don't exactly, got to do it, Brian. Relative <laughs> to what? Uh, relative to their teammates. So oh, Philip so, the, was so tell me, <laughs> he okay. He made some really good defensive plays. All right, he generated he some couple, good offense. He had a couple of really good he defensive plays hard. in the neutral zone early in the game. I agree. Neutral zone, defensive zone, and he forechecked really hard and created turnovers in the offensive zone. He's always been a really good forechecker. Yeah. That's all, like, always. That's the, that's pretty much since he stepped foot on, on NHL ice, he's been good at that. But The problem is, is that nobody on this team in this game had an over 50% expected goals for percentage or Corsi for percentage. Correct. Um, your best guy on the team. It wasn't even close was either, producing. like for what it's yeah. worth. Uh, I'm pretty sure at even, didn't we, we looked before, I'm pretty sure at even, 
the highest on the team was like 37%, which in a win is just insane. Like in, in any game, honestly, even in a loss, that's insane. That's just you got dominated. But look at who would have thought? Not me. Uh, dude, let's see. I think there was one more thing I had to get off my chest, uh, off the top of my head about this game before we convert into our game head. preview. Well, it wasn't hair then. Um, that was oh, so uncalled there, for. There's <laughs> that was so uncalled for. It was a bar. You know what? Something that I did want to bring up. Um, so Olimata scored, right? Yes. We've been weirdly really good at winning faceoffs and then just immediately shooting. Like since the All Star break, we've already done that several times. Let's yeah. just keep doing that. Let's just keep immediately off the faceoff, just grip and rip it, dude. You might be onto something here, Scotty. That's my big strategy. That there you go. I want immediate shots off faceoff wins from wherever we are on the ice. All right, let's do it. Um, when we come back, we'll move into our game preview against the Calgary Flames, the team that started the win streak for the Red Wings. Yeah. Uh, And it'll be our last, I think that's our last West Coast episode. And I mean that as in like during weekday, because obviously they play crack it on Saturday. I think that's our (laughs) last. crazy too. Thankfully, Seattle is on Saturday because that's a 1030 punk drop, dude. I'm not going to lie. If that, if I had, if that happened during the week, I might just not watch it and not you not give you guys an episode that day because <laughs> I work really early in the morning. Like the 10 o'clock start the other day was pushing it for me. And this went to shootout. So it's already one in the morning right now. And I got to be at work at seven 30. So, but anyways, we persevere. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about the game preview against Calgary, nine o'clock puck drop for that one. Stay tuned. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are off the rails this evening, man. You you feel that vibe? I feel like we have just lost cap and pressure. Dude, we um, are, the boys are buzzing after a win, and it's 1 a.m. That's like, all what, I got to say. Four points out of a playoff spot now? At what point do we believe, in the man? Hunt? Are we in the, in the hunt? Oh, we're graphic. in the hunt. That's all that matters we're, we're to me. Don't look at strength of schedule. But we're Yeah, in the no, hunt. please don't. Don't <laughs> do that to yourself. Just be happy about where we're at. The Red Wings. Dude, did the Buffalo Sabres win today? I swear to God, I'm going to punch them in the throat. Um, didn't they play the Ducks? And oh, win? of course they won. Yeah, they won 7-3. Yeah, they to three. the Ducks. And Tage Thompson had like 95 goals. So the Red Wings remain tied for sixth in the wild card race. That's a weird way of saying it. They're, they're sixth in the division right now, tied with Buffalo for fifth. But uh, Buffalo has the head-to-head, and they have the row uh, with, with regulation overtime wins, which is why... They are currently fifth, but point percentage wise, and I brought this up earlier, the Red Wings have the best point percentage of any of the teams that are on the outside looking in. So if you were to take their point percentage and parse that out across the games in hand, they have, they would be just on the outside looking in on the playoff picture right now, which is a good place to be. Yeah. I mean, like, again, you know, really tough schedule the rest of the way. Uh, Some formulas, metrics, analysts, whatever, have it as the hardest schedule in hockey the rest of the season. Um, But we're here and got off to a hot start on a little bit of a heater. We'll take it. Uh, We'll gladly take in the hunt. Couple of wins back from from it back in the playoff picture. Look, going into the season, 
again, like if if that's what I always go back to, right before opening night, if us from the future showed up to and were guests on the show before opening night, and we're like, hey guys, you're gonna be four points out of the playoffs on on February seventeenth. I think both of us would be like, all right, bet like that that works for me. I think that's a successful. February 17th. <laughs> Fair. I know. I, I completely agree with you, too. Uh, we'll see. The Red Wings play Calgary at 9 o'clock tonight by the time people are listening to this. And let's see. What are our odds looking like right now? Red Wings are plus one and a half goals, minus 128 on those. So they're expecting Calgary to win. Calgary is the heavy home favorite at minus 245. That's crazy on the money line. I know Calgary is, you know, better than Detroit, but Detroit just beat them last week. And Calgary isn't like the powerhouse they once were. Uh, over under set to six and a half. That's pretty much the same odds. Where what are you taking there? Uh and on any of those. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my uh I feel like I, I say this too often, but like my actual advice would be to not touch this game uh, because the, the wings are on a heater, but are, are still like very clearly roster to roster, the inferior team. And, and so uh, I don't think it's worth taking Calgary at home. Those are, you're not going to get like very much winnings. You're not going to get very much uh, units back for your victory. But at the same time, like the wings should probably still be a plus 200 dog. I, I don't think that's ridiculous. Even given the last, Four or five games. So, uh, uh, yeah, my my real advice would be probably don't touch. But if I have to choose one or the other, um, that's really close, to be honest with you. Yeah. First off, I'm taking the over again. Um, I'm just going to take the over really until it stops hitting at this point. (laughs) Fair. Uh, Because it continues to do so even during uh, a lot of games in this win streak. But – um, man, the, the, just the straight up who's going to win is a really tough one. Uh, I, I would take, it makes sense that the minus one and that, or the plus one and a half for the wings is, is heavy minus money. That, that makes a lot of sense. That's probably the right way to go there. Um, I, it just, it, 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 it's so not beneficial to take that heavy of a favorite. So like, I guess I would take the wings, but I wouldn't feel great about it. Yeah, I mean, like, it is it is a heavy favorite, but then when you remember, like, oh, yeah, they're playing on the second half of a back-to-back out west, less than 24 hours between the start of the last game and the start right. of this game, I, I do may, I do understand it a little bit better now. I think at first I was just looking at it as, oh, it's the Calgary Flames, we just beat them, but it makes sense when you take in the fact that you're on the road, second half of a back-to-back, and they are the superior team, let's face it. So... Oh, yeah, I guess I would go with the Flames, and that's why they are the heavy favorite because I think a lot of people would do that. Um, I do think that I would take the plus one and a half, which again is minus odds. So if I'm betting the win, obviously I'm taking all the minus odds here in this game, but over under six and a half it was a 2 1 game last time. The Red Wings scoring has been up. I mean, since that first Calgary game, they've scored five, was it six? I get the second game against Vancouver, and then four again. So that's yeah. 15 goals in three games. So I'd take the over on that one. That's minus odds as well. Both of them were because it's 
the NHL and everything's minus six and a half or over under six and a half. But the, the team itself, we haven't really even talked about the Calgary Flames, which we did all at length last week. I mean, they're a good freaking hockey team. They are fourth in the league and expected goals for percentage, which means that not even when you're considering quantity, uh, just pure quantity, they have the fourth best quality shot attempts taken. Right. We saw that in the game against Calgary last week, Scotty, that this team can – they shut down – they're scoring, but they peppered the Red Wings the entire game and heavily outshot them, which is nothing new to the Red Wings. But, you know, they took a shot f- from everywhere and they had good quality opportunities as well. So this is a this is a Flames team that, I mean, the Red Wings, it's going to be a tough one, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And especially for all the reasons you mentioned earlier, you're you're going up against a better roster on the road. And it's the second leg of a of a back to back, in which you're on the opposite end of the continent. Like that's that you, you pretty much can't set up a a bigger you know let down game at the end of a winning streak. Really, if you tried, I think that, that that's probably about as as uh, as dramatic as you could get there. So um, yeah, this is the the kind of the poster child for for a loss. But I also feel like kind of every game on this winning streak, we've been like, eh, I don't know. And so let's just be positive. It's yeah. 10 after one in the morning. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. Let's just, you know, F it. We ball. Like that's kind of the motto anyway. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's wings a win. Let's ride four, uh, two. <laughs> one last thing. Helberg starting, right? It's gotta be, uh, it has to be. It's got to be on the same back to back. And then also, does Verona get in the lineup? Because Lalone decided to run it back because they've been winning hockey games, another four in a row. Does he run it back again? No Verona, two games in a row? I mean, maybe. I, uh, <laughs> the product wasn't great, but mm. I guess I guess he might. I Honestly, I, I have my eyes way more. I know that, that Verona is the biggest story, and that's what you know 98% of the fan base will have their eyes on. But I'm much more intrigued on – uh, if Wallman plays or not. Yeah, because he's still listed as day-to-day, and he did practice today. So it is right. Raymond be... to the I. Do we say that on the show yet? Yeah, Raymond we... to the IR. Oh, yeah. We... Not, we didn't I don't think we actually technically it. said that. That did happen, obviously. Which so. he might not even miss that much time because it was retroactive to the 10th. So he might just miss these this game last night and the game against Calgary tonight, and he could be already active again. So uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, I have to I, if, if if I'm remembering the rules right, I might be misremembering. It's again one ten in the morning, guys. Please forgive us. Uh, we're gonna end it here, right, Scotty? I got nothing else, man. I'm we tired. Now that's it. All right, cool. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another game recap after a West Coast game. This is the earliest one. Yeah, tomorrow tonight's game. Yeah, yeah, earliest one. Uh, any final thoughts? We ball, baby. We ball. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.